everyone. Welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Today we have Acrobatic Arts Master Teacher, Jill Ford. As a successful studio owner, Jill explains the benefits of acro exams for both dancers and teachers. Take it away, Jill. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. And a big thank you for Acrobatic Arts for having me uh, share something I am very, very passionate about. If you're not sure about doing exams, I'm just here to give you a little bit of information why I love doing them and the benefits both for student and teacher that I've seen. I've been doing acrobatic arts exams for 10 years now, basically since we started offering them, I have been involved and putting students through exams. So both preparing students and then of course taking them, there are so many benefits. And I'm going to just start with talking about as a teacher, it really keeps you accountable. So when I'm preparing my students for exams, even myself, who I teach the M1 and the M2, so I'm very familiar with the syllabus, extremely familiar with it, but I'm still going to check my app when I'm preparing my students. I'm like, oh, they need to, you know, get this better. They need to do this. We can't forget about um, working on this progression to get that skill better. And for sure, as a teacher, if I wasn't preparing my kids for exams, I might let that slide because it wouldn't be, you know, something that they've got to do and get a mark on. So I really think it's so important for the teacher. It keeps you very accountable. And then, of course, it benefits your, your students. What I love about it, too, is that you necessarily wouldn't train a one-handed opposite front walkover right and left. You would just train your good leg. So with doing preparing them for the exams, you've really got to get both of those legs and both of those skills. Another example is the donkey kicks in level five. Extremely difficult. And possibly you wouldn't spend a lot of time on it because the students don't love doing them all the time. And it's sort of thinking, well, I'm never going to use a donkey kick in any piece of choreography. Why would I spend a lot of my class time working on this skill? But the benefits of having that skill for all their tumbling, their back handspring, it's like a building block. So working on that is so, so important. It really, I know in the M1, we talk about when you're putting your student in for an exam, you look at their weakest skill and that's where you put them in for their level. But it really, and it really forces you as a teacher to work on their weakest skill. So when I'm preparing my class, you know, during the week and we're getting ready for exams, I think, oh gosh, they're really not good at those, you know, shoulder shrugs or they're really, their planks, they're not, they can't hold it for a minute yet, that's solid. So we're going to work on those things. I feel as teachers, sometimes we get caught up on, oh, I want them to have that really cool trick that I saw on on YouTube or I saw on Instagram. We're going to work on that. And sometimes um, because I want it in their I want it in their choreography. And I think as teachers, we get caught up in that and maybe work on those kind of fun skills too often. And maybe our students don't 
have all of the necessary strength and flexibility and things to back that skill up, which of course leads to injury. So I firmly believe that doing these exams and making sure they've got all those little nitty gritty things is so very important. And then, yeah, work on that fun stuff. And then, you know, as a teacher, like they're ready for it. And usually they'll get those different skills very, very, very quickly. So if they've got that beautiful front walkover with square hips on both sides, they're going to get all those variations very quickly. I also feel like my acro dancers that have done an exam every year at my studio, I don't make it mandatory. I just, um, I don't like the word mandatory, but I do um, strongly recommend and most do their exams. I feel like the kids that have done it every year, huge difference from the kids that maybe only did a few exams. And then when they got older, because of course the exams get harder and harder every year and it motivates sometimes those teenagers is difficult, but I feel like those kids that have done it. And then when they go into competition for acro category, they're placing really high. They're doing extremely well. They can execute their skills. Like I don't worry watching them on stage. Oh, they're going to come up already. They're going to land it. Oh, I'm totally confident because they've trained it so much to do in their exams and they've got those skills. So that's another thing. I, I have no worry watching them and, and worrying about them um, executing on stage. I also feel like in the class structure, when we're like, when it's an exam class and most of the kids are doing their exam, the atmosphere in the class is way different than say going into a class where there's no exam at stake. It's a little bit less serious. Your attendance is way, way better when you're preparing for exam because they know they got to be there. They got to get all those skills. So their attendance is amazing. And their work ethic is just everybody needs something that they're working towards. So I really feel like, yes, they can have a competition, but that's different. It's a choreography. So when you're in your class for technique and they've got this exam working towards, they are there, they're committed, they're focused. And kids need that. Um, I think that's really an important piece uh, to their thing. Also, it makes your class planning very easy because you know, okay, this student's doing level six exam, this one's doing eight exam or what, whatever you have in your class. And you're really focusing on those skills. What I also want to suggest when I'm doing working on my exams, we do our exams in February every year. So starting in the fall and September, we start training really hard on their level. But I always save time in class to work on variations, other things as well. Most the majority of the classes that exam, but I always give them the extra things. You don't want the kids to get bored. You want them to keep loving it. So if they're only working on their good leg and bad leg cartwheels in tumbling, they may tune out. So I always say, okay, you've got, okay, it's, it's ready. You've got a, it's that standard, both legs. Okay. Now we're going to one hands. Now we're going to crossovers. Now we're going to flying cartwheels. So as soon as they have it, even though they're just going in for their level three exam or level four exam, and they've got their one hands very well, I always move them on. So just be um, leery of that. Even if you spend a few minutes at the end of your class, always give them that little bit of extra and they'll keep coming back for more. <laughs> I promise. Okay. So for students, here's the big one. I feel like the biggest thing for a benefit for students is they will work on skills that they necessarily would not work on. 
like same arm walkover in pre-pro one on both legs. That is a skill that they may not work on and extremely hard to get on your opposite leg and they're going to work on it because they have to do it for exam. It's going to force them to get it. I have a couple of cool little stories about how much motivation exams provide your students. I had a little student doing her level three, so she had to get the, um, the it was Allbridge. And it was about six weeks before the exam and she wasn't even close. So I didn't want to necessarily say, so sorry, you're not doing your exam. You don't have that skill. Every student you have to use your judgment on, but for this student, I knew, okay, I think if she works on it and has that little piece of, if I don't get this, I can't do my exam. I think it will work. So I brought her mom in. I showed her mom with her daughter, like the skill, how it's supposed to be and where Sophie was at. And I said, if she doesn't get this, she, oh, I don't, I can't put her in the exam because there's much bridge work in level three. She's really got to have this. And it, if she gets this bridge, all her bridge work is going to improve. So within two weeks, I think she had that skill. Perfect. So I feel uh, to this day, and this was years ago, that if she didn't have that exam that she was had to do. If I said, no, you just, sorry, you can't do your exam this year. You don't have that skill. She would have checked out and that would have been it. She wouldn't, she wouldn't have worked on the skill. Cause why bother? I, I don't get to do my exam, but because I was allowing her to do it, if she had it, she had that motivation to just get that skill. And it was amazing. Another really great story. I had my level eights doing their mock exam one year and it was a week before their exam. So we do a practice exam before. Um, and I know Wendy Holmquist, we talked about mock exams and preparing exams. So I'm not going to talk about that. Go back on the resource center and look that course up if you want information on doing mock exams and how to get your kids ready for exams. That's all there. So it's a really great mini session. Okay, so I have my level eights. We do our mock exam. And there was at least two skills that they couldn't do backhand spring. They were very having mental blocks about it. And one of their walkovers uh, they couldn't do and maybe something else too. Anyways, I was like, I, we might have to pull you guys. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to do this. Like you can't go in there and not be able to have three skills. Like that's not good. So we had a lot of conversations. I called Ackroyd men, giving them my thing. Can I pull them and do it later? It was back and forth. I talked with the girls and they said, nope, we're going for it. We're going to get those skills. They put their minds to it. And every chance that week that they could get into the studio and work and practice. And um, they did. And not only did they master all those tricks and get over that mental block and just like mind over matter, get it they came out with distinction in their exam. So that that's my best success story. And if they didn't have the exam, I think to this day, they still wouldn't have those skills. So the motivation and, you know, getting those skills that the kids really would never want to work on is the best benefit. I can share with you with my 10 years of experience of doing them. I mean, acrobatic arts is globally known now, very well known across the world. And if they're going to pursue dance and acro, if they have that on their resume, that's a, that's a huge check. So that looks great too. And that's helpful. The other thing is, I know we've all experienced this year with COVID and Zoom 
and oh no, this competition is canceled, and no, we we're, we can't go to this convention, and things are getting taken away this past year and a half, and it's been really hard on these kids mentally, physically. I keep thanking Acrobatic Arts, like they're amazing for it. We're amazing to pivot and to offer the online exams. That's probably one of the biggest benefits from COVID. There's not that many, they had to offer online, online M1, online acro exams, and that was a saving grace. So for my studio, for sure, because we went back into a lockdown um, in November and our exams were in February. So all of my preparing was done on Zoom. And there's a lot of kids that, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. But I gave them another angle that, okay, this is the one thing that you're going to do. You're going to get that certification. We're going to train and it's going to motivate you to keep coming onto zoom because you've got this exam. And it did the, my attendance on zoom was amazing. I had over a hundred kids do their exam. The examiner was online. My students were in their basement or in their living room. It worked. I even had some higher level students do it uh, level eights in their basements and they were successful and it was the one thing that got i know like the teenagers really struggled with motivating getting out of just doing anything and it was it saved a lot of my dancers and just to have to do something and work towards something that wasn't going to get taken away we as a company acrobatic arts is offering these online exams still and even uh, we call them global exams so even if you have one student that needs to do an exam or wants to or a few you can uh, email acrobatic arts admin and we can get you registered so that is a really great benefit i can't say enough amazing things about doing the exam yes it's work to get them registered, but the benefits for the teacher and the students far outweighs that. I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years, so I'm happy about that. So it's great. And it's not that you admin is there to help you get registered and all of that. And yeah, if you're on the fence about it, go for it, offer it, do it. You'll love it. Yeah. And I think that's it. So thank you so much, Acrobatic Arts, for having me again. Thank you, Jill. We truly appreciate your unique perspective and excellent advice on preparing students for their exams. You can find more information about offering acro exams to your students on the Acrobatic Arts website. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.